Hello, hello, and welcome back from our little uh, two-week break there. I guess one week break. One week. Yeah, I apologize. Had a lot going on last week and uh, had some family dinners and stuff. As a lot of you guys know, Josh is... The the reason we've been so sporadic with our recording over the last few months because Josh moved and then he's actually had like a career change and he just has a lot of stuff going on so we can't uh, produce as regularly as we'd like to, but we're back. Yeah, so. we're still here. We're still here. We're doing it. Um, if you guys do know of any any bands that you guys would like to see local, please hit me up and let me know because I've been trying to get somebody on here soon. But um, anyways, welcome back to the Extraordinary Expletive. As always, you got your boy J-Dubs over here. Kenny G's on this side, and I have a notebook this time because I actually took notes. And then uh, Kenny wants to look professional. I did not. I'm also drinking wine out of a Hocus Pocus wine glass because it is classy. I can dig that. I, I dig it. I'm, I'm drinking uh, the, the beer that was voted most refreshing beer in America. If you know which beer that was... I will give you a free T-shirt for the extraordinary expletive, and we're gonna give you thirty seconds to guess. No, you can you can still you can guess whenever. Just post it in like a comment or some shit, and I'll give you a free T-shirt. Okay, so yeah, we're just not gonna not gonna tell the answer then. No, they all have right, to don't guess. show it. Don't show it. It's not. Being Scratch shown. it all off. It'll be fine. No, I'm I'm kidding. You're good. You're good. But anyways, um, so this week we are talking about some one-hit wonders. Um, everybody knows the term, everybody's familiar with them, um, but we are just going to touch base on a couple of them and uh, see, did it did it really sustain the band uh, once that one-hit wonder came out? Did you see anything else coming from them, really? Uh, or did they kind of just fall off afterwards, which uh, seems to be the case there, the latter? I mean, uh, one of them was Marcy Gray had that song in 99 called I Try, and she was nominated for like 10 fucking Grammys and that album went platinum, but that's the only thing she ever did. I try so hard. I forget the lyrics. The one where she's like, I try, try to say goodbye and I choke. Oh yeah. Yeah. That I forgot one. all about that one. Yeah. Yeah. She did that and it, she got nominated. I don't know if you know if it was just that album, but she, she did win a Grammy, but I know she was nominated. I just looked, she was nominated for like seven. Oh wow. So, so did she win one or no? Yeah. She won one. She did. Yeah, but for a one-hit wonder. Well, that's the thing about a one-hit wonder. They have one-hit song like um, "Red Jumpsuit Apparatus." Yeah, they played at Cal. Whenever I was a freshman at Cal U, they were like, "We're having the Red Jumpsuit Apparatus play at the football game today, so you guys should come." And I was like, "I kind of want to go," but they only have that one song, and that was the only song they ever had. What was it called? I I can sing it. Oh, do you feel like a man? Shit. Yeah. Do you when you, feel when you push like... it around? Oh, God. I have it written down, too, but I can't read on my knee. Let me get my, my notebook out here. Yeah, you um, fucking... I bet you I can Google it faster than you can read your own writing. Uh, Yeah, probably, because my writing is shit. Oh, man. My phone's... Face down. Face down? Damn. Yep. You beat me. It was, the, it was at the top, too. It was at the top of the list. Well, yeah. Yeah, that was, that was a pretty big one. But, um... Yeah, we're j- jumping right in here. Are we just going to sit here? We should just sit here and just list them back and forth for um, an hour. Well, the thing is, too, with like the, these one-hit wonders is, like, if you look, a pe- people have a big obsession with, like, the one-hit wonders of the 80s. But <clears throat> Rick Astley. Yes, but it was a thing where you never really had one-hit wonder. Well, I mean, you did. You had 
these people. But it was more of a thing with the 80s because you had the visual there, too, like the music videos. Yeah. So, like, Video Killed the Radio Star was a one-hit wonder. And it was because the music video was so popular on TV. Or Take On Me by Aha mm-hmm. was a one-hit wonder. <clears throat> and then that, that even... It's mm-hmm. weird, too, because that song went on to be covered by Real Big Fish, and it wasn't a hit. But then a band like Alien Ant Farm covered Smooth Criminal by Michael Jackson, and that was a hit. Yeah. So how do you determine that? Um, you know, because it's a one-hit wonder, but it's a cover. So did they even really have a hit, or did Michael Jackson have a hit? Michael Jackson had two hits. Yeah. <laughs> he had two hits, and one was by a, a different band. What was the other one? Okay, Michael Jackson had a bunch of hits, but he had... No, I mean, like, was there another band that covered Michael Jackson? Smooth Crim- Oh, there have been fucking a lot of bands that cover Michael Jackson. I oh, was- well, you said two hits, and you said the other one was by another band. No, oh, no. Oh, okay, He's, I get what you're saying. Yeah, now. yeah. Ha, yeah. Ha, Smooth, ha, ha. Smooth Criminal was a hit song twice. I get it. I get it now. I thought you were saying there was another big Michael Jackson one that got covered. <clears throat> I wasn't even thinking there. But, uh, yeah, uh, I mean, one-hit wonders were huge. They still are today. There's a lot of bands that come out that uh, you're like, oh my god, that sounds great. And then I think the thing that sucks about one hit they wonders, always well they always get try they try and push them. Like uh, remember a few years ago, um, Gautier came out with uh, somebody that I used to know, Gautier, Gautier, whatever the fuck his name yeah. is. But that song was everywhere, and I remember they like were trying to push him on yeah. the radio. They're like, yeah, you buy Gautier. And I'm like, this isn't somebody that I used to know. I'm not interested. And then he just kind of. Faded away. Same and, with, and now the irony is, Gautier is just somebody we used to know. <clears throat> Indeed. <laughs> um, the other one, too, is a, a band, uh, Walk the Moon, had a, a song called Shut Up and Dance With Me, and that was huge. And I remember, because of my old job, I just drove around in a truck all day around the facility and got shit and threw it. My, but I always leave the radio playing, and I remember they were always like, yeah, new by Walk the Moon, and I'm like, okay, this is another song of theirs, but it wasn't a hit. They only had that one hit, hmm. and it's it's not right to really. I mean, maybe it's not fair to judge bands as like a one hit wonder whenever they've only been around for a few years because they might come out with something else, but usually they don't. Yeah. So so off of a basis of like a decade, if they they have nothing else, then they're definitely a one hit wonder. Yeah. Yeah. So like five years, give or take. Well, if they're if they're done producing, albums, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, it might be like Tool and wait thirteen years. And I mean, Carlos else. Santana had a hit song in the seventies, and then well, he had a number one song in the seventies, and then it took him fucking thirty years to have another number one song. And that was with what Rob Lewis, Rob Thomas, Rob Thomas from Matchbox Twenty, yeah. which is uh, also an amazing song. Everybody knows that. And one. that's the thing about a lot. Like whenever I was looking at a lot of these one hit wonders, like they're just jams. Like, when you play it, you're like, oh, that song's really catchy, or it's really fun. Yeah. Um, I noticed, too, um, if it's a one-hit wonder, everybody knows the song, but they don't know the band name. For instance, when you said, uh, shut up and dance with me, I I'd, I'd never knew the band name. What is it all, all about? Walk the moon? Walk the moon? <laughs> walk the moon? Yeah, yeah. I, I never knew the band name. So that's actually pretty cool. So it, it's just something, I mean, maybe it's poppy. Maybe it's you know like popular, whether it's a, a pop song or a rock song. It's it's definitely something that's popular, but nothing that really drove a person to be like, yo, check this out. Because what I was gonna say is, I noticed with the one hit wonder, you'll go and listen to their other music, and it's never that good. Like, right, right. Th- that one song they had is it. Vanessa Vanessa Carlton with a thousand miles. That song's fucking fire. 
Yeah. I love that song. Yeah. But she never really... It's not no other songs like that, too. And I I don't know. Do you like that song? Yeah. I would walk. That one? Every, everyone, yeah, yeah. And everyone, everyone, every time you play that, somebody's like, ooh. They even played that on uh, White Chicks. Terry Crews was singing it. <clears throat> yeah. To, uh, Marlon Wayans. And that's another thing, too, is a lot of these songs are, like, featured in um, movies. Yeah. Like, um... Anna Kendrick had that that cup song, the one where she's like, "When I'm gone, yeah, when I'm gone." That was in Pitch Perfect, and that's why it was like such a big. And hit. then after Pitch Perfect, it got really big because of YouTube. Everybody yeah, because everyone's like the cup things. Um, I've even seen versions of it where like guys were firing guns in between flipping the cups and stuff, which was actually pretty badass. Guys you... like do do flip the cup, pull another <clears throat> round out, and then just keep going. Have you seen the the guy who does the uh, the guns to uh? He does the drums and shit, and he does the guns too. To Lamb of God. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. Where yeah, he does a couple like more. The... He does Slipknot as yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah, that. Yeah, that was badass. Yeah. fuck. I was the first. I mean, that was the most American thing I'd ever witnessed. So I was like, oh my god, like my hair stood up on my arms. I was like, this is badass. Just sounded so cool. Do you? Go ahead. Oh no, I was gonna tell you go on. Oh so, no! Do you remember um, "Riding Dirty" by Chamillionaire? Yeah. Was it? Yeah, like that was one too, where everyone was like, "This guy's gonna be fucking." This song's so lit. Everything's gonna be good after this, and then he just faded away into obscurity. Yeah. Which is weird, cause him and DMX had the same path. It's just DMX had a bunch more hit songs. Yeah. Yeah, DMX also went to jail every year. He was always making the news, whether I, it was about DMX music. DMX might or... be in jail right now. Yeah. <clears throat> Which is sad because if you're like a kid in like the early 2000s, you're like, yo, listen to this hot shit. And it's like, stop, drop. Yeah. Do you remember the talk show um, Talk Soup on E? Yes. Uh, yes. It had one of my favorite skits of all time on any show ever, and I can't find it. It was called Real Motherfucking Feelings with ICP. Really? Oh, my God. It was hilarious. Well, there was a there was an interview. Uh, it, or not an interview. It was just a regular. Uh, they were doing like the five minute news. Yeah. And uh, and they're like, oh, and uh, uh, DMX goes to jail again uh, for something something drug charges or I forget what it was. But she goes because everybody knows it would not be another complete New Year unless DMX went to jail. And then they like went on with the next like news article. And I just remember listening to that and laughing. I was like, wow, that's that's talk, funny. Talk soup was really good. Yeah. It was it was it was the only thing I ever have watched on E television. Yeah, same. I don't Every everything else on E I think is garbage, but Toxic was hilarious. Joel Austin was fucking great. Yeah. Yeah. It's a thing of the past now the, though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, they quit making them, but with the real motherfucking feelings with ICP, they uh he had like ICP on and it was like it's time for he's like, "All right, here's our new segment, Real Motherfucking Feelings with ICP." And it was like them just like in a park, like walking or like sitting down on the bench. And it was them just thinking or like writing notes down. And like, uh, <laughs> Violent J is like, he's just sitting there like looking down. He's like, you know, sometimes I just want to be peaceful, Jay. And then they had Shaggy Too Dope. He's like, if I die, I want to be reincarnated as Toucan Sam. <laughs> but the best part was fucking Violent J, or no, Shaggy Too Dope. He was like looking down. And he was, like, thinking, and they're not talking through all this. It's just, like, the thoughts in their head. Like so, Okay. So he's, like, looking down, and they looks up, and he was, like, one time, 
At a concert, we ran to the Fago, so we covered our crowd in Shasta. They didn't know, but we did. And he, like, gives them a little piece <laughs> <laughs> shit. This is some real motherfucking feelings. <laughs> yeah. Now, would you consider ICP, like, a, a one-hit wonder? No, because ICP... They have, like, a cult following. They, ICP has a cult following. Yeah. Festivals and all kinds of Cause, shit. Because, I mean, people even say they're like, well, Jimi Hendrix is a one-hit wonder. Because he only had one song that, like, hit the Billboard charts. I'm like... Yeah, but he also did a bunch of other shit, so... Yeah, he did... He was, I mean, pretty famous. Uh, what song was the one that hit the billboard all along the watch hour? Uh, yeah. Okay. Which was a Bob Dylan cover, anyway. Yeah, it, he did a lot of covers, but, um, I mean, Wind Cries Mary was pretty amazing. And then, like, Little his, Wing. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, that's the other one I was gonna say. Little Wing was just... Spanish Castle Magic. Make you wanna, you know, oh, cry. Yeah, and a lot of his blues albums that weren't so mainstream had a lot of really good guitar playing on it. Yeah, a lot li- of soulful stuff. Little Wing, though, is the one that, like, you hear that, you're like, oh, I could cry right now. Yeah, Stevie Ray Vaughan actually does a cover of it. Like, no I don't lyrics. like the Stevie Ray Vaughan cover, though. No? Yeah. I just, I thought it was pretty, pretty awesome. It was very pretty melody played there. I enjoyed it. Um, but... I w- yeah, I wouldn't consider him a one-hit wonder in my eyes, just because he's so popular on everything else. Like, everybody knows, like, Red House. Uh, everybody knows his rendition of the uh, national anthem at Woodstock. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's not, like, hell, even our old history teacher, Mr. Lamb, like, played that for us. You know, like, it, it, was, a, it was a big moment, and he took it and made it his own, and... Everybody's like, yo, did you guys see Jimmy shredding that guitar? He had acid in his headband, man, so when he would sweat, it would drip down his forehead and get in his eyes, and he'd just start tripping balls while playing. Like, And I was like, yo, I just want to be like that, man. And then, like, you know, you get inspired to play guitar, and then you're like, wow, I can't do it like him. <laughs> I got inspired. Pl- I, I mean, <clears throat> that inspired me to do acid. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> How do I get it into the headband? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I seen a meme the other day. It was uh, a person's boss texting them like, hey, man, you think you could come into work today? And the person just like Snapchatted a picture back. And it was just like 25 hits of acid on their tongue. And they were like, uh, <laughs> like I'm definitely not coming in today. And I was like, holy shit. Jesus. That's pretty intense. It's weird. So one hit wonders. <laughs> yeah, we we're talking about doing acid here. Yeah. Um. Do you remember a few years ago there was a song Riptide by Vance Joy? No. That was a one-hit wonder. But it was actually weird because Taylor Swift covered it. But she did it on like a, a BBC Live like where they the, where BBC would like bring people in and be like, hey, just do some songs. She's like, yeah, I'm going to cover this song. And she covered it. But And, and you're like, whenever, whenever you see something like that, like Taylor Swift was like the biggest artist in the world at the time. And you're like, man... She just shouted that guy out. She covered his song. He's going to do great. And he hasn't done anything since. And that that's what, like, I guess that's why they're called One Hit Wonders. Because they have this one hit. And people give them all the support in the world to, like, do more. And they just never do. And then everybody just wonders Vanilla, where the fuck they went. <laughs> van, yeah. Vanilla Ice. He had Ice Ice Baby. Yeah. And he had the Ninja Rap, which is, you know, close to my heart. That I was in the... Uh, I te- don't know that one. It was in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2. Oh, okay. Well, that's pretty sweet. They were fighting, like the turtles were fighting uh, the, the the snapping turtle token and then the wolf razor and they were fighting them. And they broke through this uh, shitty garage which uh, Vanilla Ice was playing in. He's like, yo, I like this. And he started singing the ninja rap. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. 
Well, okay, going off of that one, um, he just he ripped actually, off Queen. Yeah, I was gonna say he ripped off Queen. Um, Slash David Bowie. Yeah, he did uh, under pressure. And I remember he was arguing about it, saying, "Oh no, 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 mine's dun 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 da da dun dun, and theirs is dun 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 da da dun dun." So it's different. Yeah, he's it's like different. he's like there's like one hi hat hit and they're different. So yeah, so um, there's another band who also had a really big one hit wonder, and they ended up ripping off another person. But um, Bittersweet Symphony by The Verve. Yeah, that was a uh, it was huge. It, even, I love that song. Yeah, I still listen to it today. Um, like you said, like music video, it was cool. It was different. It was just it was him th- walking down a sidewalk the entire time. Yeah, and he fucking shoulder checked people because he was like, "I'm not yeah. looking where I'm going." Yeah, yo, we're recording a music video. Get out of my way. But uh, they he ripped off the Rolling Stones. Yeah. And uh, I do believe he got sued for that. Uh, well, the well, Vanilla Ice got sued, too. Did he? Yeah. Yeah, I was uncertain on the outcome of that case. But, uh, yeah, he lost. Yeah? <laughs> oh, well. He's still big now. Well, yeah, because now he's done all kinds of other shit, though. He's like, I'm like Vanilla movies. Ice. I'm going Amish. Like, shit like that. What? I think I think he had like some series where he like went Amish or something. Oh my god, I didn't know that. I think so. I might be wrong. Now I have to look it up, but I'm pretty he sure he was. Uh, he was also in a couple movies, and then like he started like lifting weights and got really big. Just like Carrot Head. Yeah. Carrot Top. <laughs> Carrot Top. So there's one 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 hit wonder guy that's still kind of stuck around for a little while. I mean, Afro Man still. Afro Man still kind of sticks around. Yeah, I mean, every, everybody knows him. Yeah, that's but, what I, I mean. mean like, like what, what has he done, though? That's, nothing. Yeah, well, I meant, like, Vanilla Ice has done movies and other shit. Yes, it's called Vanilla Ice Goes Amish. And it's an album? No, it's it's a TV series. He Goes Amish. Oh, wow. Why? Publicity? Publicity. <laughs> like, he's, I need to make some motherfucking money, man. Yeah, like, what has he done? Like, yeah. yeah, that's different. I never would have thought of him going Amish. <laughs> churn, churn, baby. Boom, 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 boom. But it's just played on a banjo. <laughs> well, they're just like, music isn't allowed here. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a guy he's like, like, he's like, churn, churn. Music isn't allowed here. He's like, uh, I don't know what to do now. Go take this leather belt and whip yourself in the back. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, it'd be different. That'd be weird. There's, um, I mean... A bunch of one-hit wonders. Yeah, like you know, um, uh, who let the dogs out? Yeah, Baja Men. That was, that was it. I don't even. Rem- I do, mean, I had that album. Do you remember Hit Clips? Yes. It was like you're paying like five dollars for like thirty seconds of music to put in this little, this little MP3 player. Yeah. And it literally only played thirty seconds. It of played the song. like thirty seconds of the song, and you're like, "All right, let me change it out now for Backstreet Boys." Yeah. Because that's probably always whenever I think of um. Uh, the Baja Men with Who Let the Dogs Out, I think, like, the Hit Clips fad, I should say. Because it only lasted for, like, a minute, but they had, like, a little boom box, and they had the, the little MP3 players, and... They were cool. They were the cool thing to yeah, have. Yeah, they were the cool thing to have, because I remember people just having, like, all these different fucking songs on their backpack, like, strapped to it, because they all came with the little keychain. Yeah. Yo, dude, have you heard the 30 seconds of the Baja Men song? It's badass, man. Check this out. Yeah, it was like that. And then uh, the other one that was really big with them was uh, Mambo Number no. 5. Yeah. By by Lou Vega. Did you know he was uh, he's German? No, I didn't. He was literally born in Munich, Germany. Wow. And he had like the biggest Latin pop hit song ever. I uh, 
there's a meme that says, uh, I think it's actually just Lou Vega, uh, his like Twitter account. And he goes, feeling weird today. Might fuck around and drop Mambo number six. (laughs) And like the whole world's just going to implode on itself. Like, why was it Mambo number five? I have no idea. But I that's, don't know. But that song is so fun, though. Yeah. That, like, it really makes you want to dance. I wouldn't go out of my way to listen to it, but if someone played it, I'd be like, ooh, and just... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just picturing all the uh, like high school dances and stuff I've been to, even going to like the skating rink, and but that they, song usually comes on. They play a lot of one-hit wonders. They're like, yeah, here's the Cupid Shuffle. Yeah. Well, he came out with Cupid Shuffle Part 2. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Just a little bit different dance. I don't actually don't know how to do the Cupid Shuffle. I just watch everybody else and I follow the person in front of me. And then whenever I'm in front, I'm like, fuck. All you have to do is listen to the lyrics. It no, tells you like, exactly down, what to down, do. do you. Or wait, is that... No, the Cupid Shuffle is the one where he's like... Where they... Where they they're like... Down, down, do your thing. You're thinking the Casper shuffle. No, wait, the what Casper. am I thinking? The, the slide to the left? Yeah, that's, slide a, to the, that's right? the Casper one. Yeah, you're right. I don't know what the fuck it's called. I just know he's like, clap, 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 clap your hands. Yeah, that's the one that came out with the part two. See, now yeah. I'm wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Damn it. Um, I remember we were, whenever I used, my, my old job, they were trying to put a fucking stack uh, of uh, the the racks that you shoot fireworks out of and like we just they would stack them like 20 feet high and they would have like the the forklift and he was like trying to get in there and we we're like slide to the left he would like slide it over and it wouldn't fit we're like slide to the right all right everybody clap your hands and we just started we we're doing the thing from uh the casper casper slide that's casper it slide okay yeah Ca- keep I... it shuffle casper they're they're very simple same with like the electric slide yeah or um, oh, what's the one? The Macarena. Well, I was gonna say uh, the booty shaking one. The girls just get Wobble? out there. No, it's an actual like club dance song. God knows. I was gonna say Little John's had more than just a wobble. Yeah. Would you consider Little John a no one hit wonder? <laughs> no, because Little John's had like he's had that shot song. He had um, turned down for what. Yeah, I was gonna say like, does he actually have any of his own hits, or is he just always on somebody else's track? It, well, yelling? I mean, it's yeah. just like the yin yang, the the yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, yin yang twins, and I didn't think about that. It's <laughs> pretty much them. They pretty much do everything for him. Do you remember? Are you gonna be my girl by Jet? Yeah, yeah, that was a pretty big one. Yeah, and that was it was big with the iPod commercials at the time too. Because for all of you younger viewers, uh, back in the day, we couldn't just listen to music on our phones. Our phones were for ringback tones only. Yeah, we actually had to have a smaller phone that we carried with our phone, and we would upload music to it. And Pandora didn't exist, and Spotify didn't exist. You had to literally illegally download music, or legally download music. I legally downloaded some music. I've never legally downloaded a song. Really? I, ne- I, I don't Well, I, I used to get the iTunes gift cards for Christmas. Oh. Maybe like a $25 gift card, which I'm like, ooh, 25 free songs. See, your parents loved you. Well, it was from like my aunt and shit. Okay, so see, your aunts loved you. I have to return some DVDs. Oh, geez. 
That was quick. Yeah, I know. What am I going to do? Here's this notebook of notes that I took where I just wrote down shit, which you probably can't read. But if you go back a few pages, these are my uh, these are my history of Western civilization since 1300 uh, notebook from college. Oh, wow. So if you want to talk to him about, like, Oryx Vingley and shit, you can. Wow, Kenny, you got a you got a lot of a lot of good stuff on I here. wrote a bunch of one hit wonders down. That's good. You really think Real Big Fish was a one hit wonder? Their their greatest hit CD is literally called Our Hit Our One Hit and More. Huh. I had no idea. Yeah, so Kenny wrote a a pretty big list here. There's a lot of stuff on here. Uh Bud Bloodhound Gang with Bad Touch. Yeah, everybody knows that one, huh? Yeah, uh I feel like a lot of the one-hit wonders now that we know of, I mean, a lot of them came from the 80s and the 90s, you know, uh, 2000s, hmm, trying to think of something that came from then, you know, like nothing, nothing rings a bell at the moment, I guess like Avril Lavigne, she had a couple, I'm trying to think of like poppy people, you know, that, that had that kind of stuff, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I can't really think of any good ones from the 2000s. But like the 90s, uh, they they were pretty popping, you know. Jeez. <laughs> uh, Hadaway, What is Love? Yeah, there's another 80s one. Kenny wrote down these. These are good. These are good. Yeah, some of these I've never even heard of. You guys should see this list. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. I'm gonna I'm gonna wait for this man to get back here to discuss this just because uh, I feel like I'm gonna I'm gonna be off off topic here. Jeez, Hoobastank. I don't feel like that was uh, the one hit there though. The reason? Yeah. That was like the only one they ever did. Can you name another song other than the reason? Yeah, spinning out of control. Just because um, you can name it doesn't mean it was a hit. Cra- crawling in the dark. Crawling in the Dark was a fucking Linkin Park song. No, it wasn't. It was a Hoobastank Crawling song. was a song. Yeah. Crawling in the Dark was the first song I ever heard by Hoobastank, and I do believe that was their hit. No, I just, remember, I just remember the reason. You don't know Crawling in the Dark? No. I've been crawling in the dark, looking, looking for an answer. I thought that Show was... Show me what it's for. I thought that was somebody else. Make me understand it. No, that's Hoobastank, dude. Do you remember Crossfade? Yeah, I saw you had that on there, Cold. Yeah. Yeah, that was I was just saying like as you left like a lot of like uh one hit wonders usually came from uh like the 80s and 90s at least that we know of now. And I was like, "Well, I can't really think of any good ones from like the 2000s era." I was like, "I know like Avril Lavigne had Skater Boy. Uh I guess she ended up coming out with a little bit more cuz she got some some popularity there, but uh well she had she she married the guy from Nickelback. Yeah. But she No, she, she didn't. Yeah, Did she, she she's married to like Chad Kroger. Is that the name? The lead singer Nickelback. She married um Derek from Sum Forty One first. Yeah, but then she married the guy from Nickelback. Oh, so they they broke up? I guess. Nothing was more nothing was more uh, catastrophic like and, and hurtful to me whenever Gwen Stefani and Gavin Rosedale broke up. That was that was. I don't know who Gavin. The lead singer Bush. Oh. He was cheating on her. And so, now she's at that redneck piece of shit plate. That redneck piece of shit, Blake Shelton. Oh, jeez. 
I see. You know that new meme that's going around right now? It says, I'm going to tell my kids that this was such and such. Yeah. There was a picture of Beavis, or a butthead, rather. And it said, I'm going to tell my kids this was Blake Shelton. <laughs> and he's like... <laughs> pretty funny that's really good we should have a whole meme episode we would probably talk for a couple of hours there um i mean can you think of any good ones from like the 2000s i guess from the 2000s uh well a lot of ones i can think of really like from the night well like i just said crossfade yeah that was um that was definitely it hoobastank yeah um well go, going back to the real big fish thing though um can you think of any scott bands that had more than one hit Streetlight Manifesto. Well, besides Streetlight Manifesto. Well, see, now talking to you, but, you're like one of them fucking prude people who, I'm, guys no, who no, released I'm, EPs that aren't actually albums, so no, no, if I'm, a song was popular and it didn't hit the Billboard charts, it wasn't a hit. But that's that's what the definition of a hit is. Yeah. It has to be on the charts. But I'm just saying, like, the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones had um, the song about never knock on wood, knocking on wood. Um. Yeah. Uh the impression that I get. Yeah, the impression that I get it was like in the Digimon movie and That's, everything. But yeah, Roland Lewis will still yell at you about the Mighty Mighty Boston's because he said they ruined Ska because Ska was never supposed to be popular. They weren't supposed to make Billboard well, hits and shit. Real Big Fish had sell out. Yeah, it was. Uh, but I feel like beer was beer was really popular. Uh, but it was never It was never a, a hit. Yeah, even their cover of Take on Me is really good, but it wasn't a hit. Yeah, but Real Big Fish is a band that I can go and listen to all their music and enjoy it. Yeah. That's... As we're like a one-hit wonder guy like Rick Astley, I'm never going to listen to anything other than Never Gonna Give You Up. He might have some bangers. I've never he listened might. to his discography. That's, that's the thing. He's never he's never like put anything else out there. Because like a lot of people are like, um, who had that Take Me to Church song? Oh, fuck. It was real big. Yeah. I don't know. Because I've heard people are like, hey, Gretchen Wilson. It wasn't Gretchen Wilson. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but people are like, she goes into his other stuff. I'm like, I'm not really inspired to. Yeah, I don't know. That's, hmm. That's the thing that bugs me, I guess. Like, a lot of the one hit wonders guys, like, they literally stopped making music after their hit got popular. Well, no, they did So do you think they were just riding the wave for the money? We won't be saying, I was saying about like Marcy Gray earlier. She's released 10 albums. You really? just never heard anything. She's still making music. It's just nothing ever hit as hard as what she did 20 years ago. Hmm. Uh, Tracy Chapman, she had fast car. That was in the nineties. Heard that on the radio a couple times. That was the other thing too, was, um, Aqua. Barbie girl. Yeah, Aqua's Barbie girl. But, like, the other thing, too, is, like, there's a lot of times, like, I, I have uh, Rude by Magic written down. I never knew that that was the name of the band. I just assumed that was, like, the Dirty Heads or something. I don't think I've ever heard Why it. Why you gotta be so rude? Oh, yeah, I do know that. Yeah, I always, hey. just, I always just assumed that was, like, the Dirty Heads or something. I didn't, ass- I like, that's why. Why I, like, do you say it like that? What do you mean? The Dirty Heads. I just say the Dirty Heads. The dirty heads. Like I don't know. Word. That's how I say it. You say like the dirty heads. You sound oh. like Byron, like wiffle. Ball I thought bat. it was two words, like a wiffle ball bat, and a wiffle ball bat. I just thought it was two words. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, sorry, dude. Maybe it is. I don't know. I, they always say, "Hey, what's up with the dirty heads?" I'm like, "Cool." I thought it was two. Well, see, that was one of the things though. Like I just assumed it was somebody else.
Yeah, one-hit wonders are weird. Yeah, because it's like you can write a banger, but then, like, you can't... You can write one song that everyone's like, this is fucking awesome, but you can't, like, write one song that, like, a large group of people are like, this is fucking awesome. Yeah. I feel one-hit wonders are a bad aspiration for music because a lot of people will start music and be like, yo, we need to just make this one hit get big we'll make a bunch of money off of it and then we're set and then they don't want to make any more music after that because that's you know they did it and they peaked and that's it like i write music because i like to write music it'd be cool to get big and famous off of music that i wrote but you know it's it's just a bad aspiration to have i guess i mean i mean some bands that have like a one-hit wonder they're like they they end up breaking up before they can do anything else. Yeah, something something stupid happens. They actually get money and start being irresponsible. I'd imagine. I mean, not even they were one hit wonder, but um. Continue. I I, I lost my train of thought. Oh my bad. Well, I just um. I enjoy music for music. I do like one hit wonders. Like you said, they're fun. They're catchy. Like uh. Like the Black Eyed Peas, you know, they had... Black Eyed Peas had more than one hit. Yeah, but, like, I, I was just thinking of their music. Like, it's fun, and it's it's dancey, and then, I don't know, there's even... Even other songs, I guess, that are, like, slow and sad, kind of, like... I, I don't know. I've never really gone and listened to a lot of, like, one-hit wonders people's music. Well, yeah, but besides the it's one not, hit it's not that I go out of my way to listen to their music. I just listen to the radio a lot of times. I just put it on like a pop station, listen until I get sick of it, then I'll throw it on something else. Like there's a hip hop station in Youngstown now that I'm riding on because are you riding dirty on it? <clears throat> no, riding dirty wasn't play. Like I turned it on and they were like Youngstown's new hip hop station. I'm like I probably won't like this. And then they played Day and Night by Kid Cudi. I'm like Yo, this is a burner. Like I'm I'm jamming with this now. It's good. And then even even the other day at work, uh, I was out in, in a tractor and fucking I turned it on and, and I was like, all right, what's on the hip hop station? They were playing Gold Digger by Kanye West. I'm like, oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Back when Kanye didn't believe in God. Amazing. <laughs> oh, man. the Like, that's that's the thing, too, is um you were saying about like sad songs like um A Great Big World, which you've never heard of, had a song called Say Something, and the song is really sad, but I always thought it was by Christina Aguilera because she's featured on the song, but she's not the recording artist. Oh, the Say Something I'm Giving Up yeah. on? Yeah. Yeah. That's not her song. She's oh. just featured on it. I always thought it was a guy singing it. It is, but I always just thought it was her song and it was featuring that guy. Instead, oh, it's that it's guy. The opposite. Feature- yeah, it's that guy. It's a great big world is the name of the band, and they're featuring her. Okay. Where I always thought it was her featuring that band. Okay. Just so, like um, that song "Billionaire" with Bruno Mars was like, "I wanna be a billionaire so friggin' bad." Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not a Bruno Mars song. Okay. I always thought it was. That was some other dude, Tyler something. I have it written down. I just haven't looked at it yet. Hmm. Hmm. So, do you feel, um, for instance, let's take a band like Maroon Five. They could have been an easy contender for a one-hit wonder. Um, like, you know, they got popular. But I feel like... 
They got to the point, though, where it's it's not Maroon 5 anymore. It's like Adam Lambert featuring Maroon 5. I'm like, or not Adam (laughs) Lambert, fucking Adam Levine, Levine, yeah. Levine featuring Maroon 4. (laughs) Yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah, I feel like they they were like a band, like I said, could have been a really big contender for a one-hit wonder, but then... I'm talking like I was about like music writing. Um, I feel like they they continued to try to write songs like their big hits, so that more people were impressed by them. If you look, if you look back at the only reason I know so much about Maroon Five is because I used to be like in love with this girl, and that was like her favorite band. So I listened to a lot of Maroon Five. But um, if you listen to their really, if you listen to like their first album, songs about Jane, which Adam Levine wrote about this girl that had broken up with them named Jane, it's it's a lot different than what they put out now because a lot of the stuff they put out now is like poppy where if you listen to like uh, the song Harder to Breathe, it's actually a rock song and actually I really like the guitar riff to that song. Hmm. I'll show it to you whenever we're done. You should show it to me whenever we're done. You, you've probably heard it before. I don't know. It's like the guitar, I think the guitar riff is like really cool but then like you have songs now like by Maroon Five, like Sugar and stuff, where like it's more poppy. It's yeah. it's it's more to just because they they realize that like, hey, our lead singer is really hot. Girls want to fuck him, and um, we're just gonna coast that and just make generic pop music. Yeah, which whatever, man. Like that's cool. Like to this day, I'll defend their first album when people are like, yeah, Maroon Five sucks. I'm like, yeah, but their first album was kind of a banger. Yeah. Maybe that, that I had, guess in that in that same pool then like I like I was just saying you got a band who who writes songs that were like, Oh well this one was big. Uh I guess at the same time you, you also have bands and I guess you could throw Maroon Five into that category as well and they just they wanted to be cash cows. So instead yeah. of writing for passion, they wrote for the money. Yeah. And and that's what that's what's hard for like other bands. Like you look at um like uh the people who did the Macarena, Los Los Del Reyes, or whatever the fuck they were, and uh, or a band like Eiffel sixty five with Blue, like, yeah, you wrote that hit song, but how are you gonna like repeat that without just making the same song again? Yeah, gotta have some sort of feeling, or you know, you have to like because like it's such a unique sound they had, you can't replicate that without just literally copying the same song, even with like Lou Bega and fucking Mambo Number no. Five. You can't replicate that sound without exactly copying it. Yeah. I mean, I can get the song name, but uh, I can't remember it at the time right now. Uh, Eminem had wrote a song, and he was basically making fun of people like that, um, stating that, you know, you could get big off of a song. All you need is a good beat and a four-line hook. Yeah. And then there you go. And then, like, like Blues Traveler, the hook... Oh man, you I know, love Blues Traveler. They, they, they literally made an entire song about don't that. Don't you ever talk shit on the movie Kingpin? I don't know if I've ever seen it. Oh, but, but that song literally, I don't know. They're trolling the music industry. You know what I mean? He just says, and it's the hook that brings you back. Like, well, it's like um, Nirvana had. Kurt Cobain always said, like, all you need is a verse, chorus, a verse, a shitty solo, and another like chorus. That's it. Yeah, and. They literally had a song called Verse, Chorus, Verse, so. Yeah. And uh, going on Nirvana, I mean, fuck, we could talk about them for a while. But he was... Josh just tagged me in a meme that was said something about meeting 
meeting people through uh, music. Imagine how many people you would have never met if it weren't for music. Yes. And, and like, the whole reason we talked is because we were, you were wearing a Nirvana shirt and I was wearing a Nirvana shirt. Yeah. And then I let you borrow my, I bought uh, Kurt Cobain's journals and I let you borrow it and you read it. And that's how we met whenever we were fucking like 14 years old. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think I was 15. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> Here we are now, 15 years later. And you were like, yo, man, did you like check this out? I'm like, I haven't read the whole thing yet. You're like, I have. And I'm like, all right, well. Yeah, it's, I don't know. It's a really cool thing. But, uh, I don't know, music brings a lot of people together. Like, especially with one-hit wonders. You're in the club, you're dancing, everybody's going to run out to the floor when fucking, you know, Mamba Number 5 comes on. Just because it's... I don't know, uh, like nostalgic. Like, yeah, yeah. My well, wife and I just went up to the Olympic Fun Center here uh, a couple weekends ago, and they had uh, a sip and skate. So you had, obviously you had to be 21 to be there, you know what I mean? Did but they play Mama number five? I'm not certain if they did. But they, they what they did was, uh, you know, um, there was uh, Voodoo Brewery was there and Web Winery. So you could go... Um, it was $10 a ticket, and then you paid for your drinks while you are there. It was only like three hours. It was nothing crazy. But it was so fucking sweet to see all of the older people there. Like, I'm talking people 20 years older than me, 30 years older than me. I even seen a dude out there, like, straight gray hair, like, out there slow dancing on skates with his wife. You know what I mean? Back and forth. But the nostalgia, like, uh, my friend Laura, she was DJing that night, and she played a lot of music from, like, the 90s, the early 2000s, some 80s, and that was the nostalgic feeling. Everybody's like, oh, dude, you remember when we used to do this? Like, you know, and you just, everybody's out there, dude. It was sweet. Did they play Barbie Girl? No, but you could have requested it if you were there. It was I, sweet. <clears throat> I mean, that's the thing, too, is, like, people really love that nostalgic feeling, and, and it's, it's these one-hit wonders that really bring that back. Like, when you're like, uh, think it's, like, name a song from the 80s. Yeah, I could name, like, a Michael Jackson song, but I'd probably be like, uh, Take On Me. Yeah. You know, name a song from the 90s, and I'd be like, uh, Teenage Dirtbag. <laughs> By, uh, Weedus? Yeah. That was, that was a one-hit wonder. That was a one-hit wonder. But that song's so amazing. Right? Got two tickets to Iron but that's, Maiden, that's the thing. That's baby. What, that's what makes it. Um, I guess every a, a lot of one hit wonders just it's feel good music. Yeah, there's a lot of songs that I can think of, like for instance, Teenage Dirtbag. I remember specifically what I was doing when I was like listening to that song. Like, one I forget which Spider Man game it was, but I had it for my computer, and I'm sitting there on my laptop listening to Weedus like running around the city like swinging on webs you know what i mean it's just i was like yeah that's cool or like graduation song by vitamin c <sighs> uh, everybody knows that one. everyone knows that yeah. one but that's I, played every time... at the end of every high school fucking party um, no i'm pretty sure fucking um green day is yeah but vitamin c too i mean even at the end of prom there are so I, many girls I... out like senior prom, just like crying and hugging each other. I just well see, but the only reason I remember that song so much is because in the scene, scary movie too, whenever she's driving toward the mansion, she's singing along, and then Vitamin C comes over the road. She's like, "Hey, will you shut the fuck up and let me sing my song?" And then she goes back to, <laughs> and she's like, "Okay," just like goes back to singing it. Oh fuck, I forgot all about that. Yeah, that's good. Uh, another one. Oh was yeah, on... I just I just watched Scary Movie two, and let me tell you, I forgot how funny that movie was. It's it's amazing. Scary Movie three was good, but then the Scar- Wayne brothers left, and it just wasn't as funny anymore. Oh my god! And the Wayne brothers were so good at making movies like uh, 
uh, don't drink the juice in South Central Los Angeles. Or no, what? Don't it? drink your juice. Don't, in... don't be a menace in South Central yeah. Los Angeles when you're drinking juice in the hood. Well, that movie's so good. It was Las Vegas or Los Angeles wasn't there. It was just South Central. Oh, South Central. Yeah. Okay, but I I believe that's that, that's <clears throat> the longest movie title in movie history. Probably. Don't like, be a menace in South Central while drinking juice in the hood. <laughs> like we, I watched it and then, um, like the scene whenever the priest is like. He's like reading from the Bible, and he's just like, there's like flies, and like the wind's blowing his hair back, and he's like, "God, help me release this demon!" And, and then, then it he cuts just out. shits. He's just <laughs> shitting on the toilet. Yeah. Because yeah. I I drank a bunch of whiskey, and then like the next day I was doing uh, like that happened to me, and I just told I told my friend John I'm like I'm like you remember that scene in scary movie too? That was just me in your bathroom. I am so sorry. Oh man, that that movie was just amazing though, like. My, speaking of that scene, my favorite part is like the very beginning of the movie. Uh, it's just a bunch of white people and they're they're playing the piano. I thought I told y'all dudes before, you bitches can't fuck with me. But the guy's like, hey, you guys know this one? Dude, 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 dude. And they're like, dude, oh, yeah. Dude, dude. And then she comes out and she's like, mom, I feel sick. And she just pisses on the floor. But it's like, it's like a 35 30, seconds yeah. long. And she's like, staring and they're looking at her and she's still peeing and then she like rubs her nose in it and beats her with a newspaper <laughs> it's well, a bad bad girl well she's like like she's like slapping her feet in it too like the yeah and just like like slapping her feet oh in god it. and then it's just so fucking funny even like when they're in, in in the house shorty's getting rolled up by the big weed plant yeah. he's like help help somebody get me down and he lights him he's like oh hold up hold up i'm getting higher than a motherfucker up here <laughs> yeah that was that was amazing scary uh, movie one will forever hold a a place in my heart though too but that's the thing about music though is like as soon as you hear a song like that like it it, it throws you back to like a time in your life yeah cuz i mean <clears throat> um the wallflowers one headlight that's uh, the son of Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan's son is the lead singer of that band, Dylan Dylan. Dylan Dylan? No, it's not Dylan Dylan. His okay. name's Jacob Dylan, but I always joke around. I'm like, yeah, this is Bob Dylan's son's band, Dylan Dylan. But uh, that that song always... And see, that's the thing, too. That song came out in, like, 97. But whenever I think of it, I think about, like, 2013. Because that was, like... That's the time... It's probably not the first time I heard the song, but it's the first time like it connected with me in a certain way. Yeah, uh, for instance, Weedus, Um, That song came out what late nineties. Yeah, and the time I remember it was like two thousand and eight. Yeah, I'm like, oh, this is good. Well, even even like I, we're throwing back to fucking Marcy Gray for some reason, but that song came out in ninety nine, but. Whenever I remember that song would be like 2004, 2005, because I remember it being on VH1's Mega Hits, which was like the music video channel. They just played music videos 24-7. So I remember seeing that, and the same with like Hooba Stanks the Reason. I just remember seeing that music video all the fucking time when it came out. Hmm. Yeah, I think that was like their, one of their like second albums. I could be wrong, but I think that was Hooba Stanks' second album. Well, congratulations, album. you're the only Hooba Stank fan here. <laughs> Thanks, dude. <laughs> Actually, a uh, uh, a thing about that is, um, me me and this uh, girl at the time, me and this lady, we she wouldn't date me. For Notice he has to emphasize that it was a lady. He doesn't want you guys to think anything of him. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is like two thousand, 
but it was probably like six or seven years ago. Oh, so but back before being gay was accepted. Whenever I was in college, me and this girl <laughs> used to fuck around, and then she she wouldn't. I, like I was, I was, I was like, hey, we just want to date, and she's like, no, I won't date you because you're gonna like move away. So then like she then like I, yeah, I wrote her some like I wrote her like a poem and some shit like that. But then like I was like, yeah, I'm gonna write you one more before I leave, and she's like, okay. So I literally text message her the fucking reason by Hooba Stank. Oh wow! The whole way through. And she, like, read it, and she got so pissed. She was like, are you fucking kidding me? I was like, what? That came from the heart. And she was like, this is a fucking song. I read three fucking, I read three lines of it, and I knew you were sending me a song. And I was like, it's funny, right? Yeah, you like that, right? So you want a date now? Yeah. Oh, that's sad. Wait, uh, <laughs> not to change the <laughs> subject, but uh, uh, around the same time Who Was Staying came out, uh, really, really big was uh, Trapped, Headstrong. Yeah. That was, uh, I don't know, was that a hit, Kenny? It was, but they had another song, but I don't remember the name of it. It was off their second album. Trapped. It oh wasn't God. as good. God, I was fucking 13 years old, and I was going to fucking asthma camp in the summer. It was me and a bunch of other kids who had asthma. And there was one kid there who had, like, a hat, and he had, like, 10 trap pimps. He's like, this is my favorite band. They uh they didn't do well. They actually just came back five years ago and they played at Quaker Steak and Lube here in Sharon. And uh, when they went to leave, their bus broke down. I remember so that they were stuck here. It's like how do you? I don't know. It, it. I feel like maybe that's like the death of bands over there, because you you have like really old big names that come back and they play like <laughs> the fucking Quaker Steak and Lube. Like what a venue! Woo. You know, I mean, it's it's the biggest venue we have around here, really. Oh. I mean, don't talk shit on that because I, I used was gonna to say like I Cavelli used... Center and shit. That's close. Those are big, right? But I'm more in likely our to, area. I'm, a, have a I'm more likely to go to a show in fucking Sharon than I am Youngstown. Yeah, because Sharon's so much closer. I'm just like, it's right there. Like for you, it's literally like two minutes away. Yeah, I mean, so is Youngstown though. Well, at least you know, twenty minutes, but. Yeah, Youngstown's like, you know, 20 minutes. But if I'm like, hey, the Spectrotype's playing in Youngstown. Or I'm like, hey, the Spectrotype's When I lived in Mercer, it was a no-go. David always texts me and be like, yo, dude, we're playing at Susie Dogs. And I'm like, it's 40 minutes away. <laughs> I'm sorry. I remember the one time he texted me. He was like, hey, dude, we're playing in Kent this week. I was like, cool. <laughs> Good luck. I just didn't want to drive that far. It's like two hours away. I, I do love Mesa. But... I don't know. I, I do like. Um, I remember oh, Tully's used to be so much fun. Yeah, Tully's is cool. I watched a Spectre type of Tully's once. It was, yeah, it was a good time. You were listening to the band Wander. Yeah, I have. They were a pretty good one. Uh, one hit wonder. Which, by the way, you 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 told me about Poppy. They um, they were one of the featured bands on the uh, wrestling pay per view last night. Really? Yeah, I was watching. I was watching it. And they were like, yeah, and this is a new song by Poppy, and I'm like. What was oh, it called, 2020? I don't remember. Yeah, because uh, YouTube just tagged me and told me that they... Well, I subbed to their channel, and Poppy just released a new song. I haven't listened to it yet, though. It was on there. I feel like I feel like they're not going to be one-hit wonder. They're different. How do you feel about the metal scene in one-hit wonders? There's not really a lot. No. You either have a hit or you don't. And, and, like, a lot of metal was, like, caught following, too. Because, like, I've been, like, a fan of, uh, like, I'm a, I'm a big Machine Head fan, but, like. How do you feel about the Scorpions? 
The Scorpions had a hit song. Winds of Change? I thought they had like two. I thought the Scorpions had like one or two songs. I think Winds of Change is like the one that... Well, wait, no, it was Scorpions that did... What was it? Rock like a hurricane. So I don't know. I can think a lot of 80s bands, like metal-wise... Metal metal bands either have a hit song or they don't. Yeah. But regardless, they're going to get caught following. Like, um, Dillinger Escape Plan never had a hit song. They never fucking touched the charts. Well, they they did with their last album. They were more popular than they'd ever been when they came out with their last album. But it's never like they were like, you know, ooh, this is a top ten song. It was just people just over time were like, wow, this is really good. Yeah. Because I even had a, a talk with one of my uh, friends <clears throat> about how the first time I ever heard Dillinger Escape Plan, I'm like, what the fuck is this? This is so fucking weird. And then, like, the 30th time I heard him, I'm like, this is so fucking good. This is the best shit I've ever heard. It's still fucking weird. Yeah. It's still weird, but, like, you finally get it. Yeah. It's got to understand certain things. It's And it's not even that like you understand it. It's just at some point you're just like, I get it now. This yeah. is so good. There's a quote that says, uh, once the mind has been expanded, it can never go back. Thank you. Um, I was going to ask you on that for me. To its original uh, size. And I yeah. feel like uh, with music like that, um, it's the same thing. Like A lot of people won't get it because they're not willing to open their mind up to outside of the norm shit. You know what I mean? Oh, well, this isn't a 4-4 beat. He screams a lot. I can't understand what he says. Um, I really hate shit like that because I was just listening to a song on the radio the other day and it was just a regular singing song but i couldn't understand some of the words the guy was saying and i'm like what the fuck is this you know yeah made me feel upset i was like you know yeah i do read a lot of metal lyrics if i don't get them and then after that i'm like oh wow that's what he said that's sweet um but but that's the thing with one hit wonders though it's like those songs are never complex they're just they're just a lot of times they're just dumb like just catchy, like like Rick Astley with "Never Gonna Give You Up." Yeah, it's that's dumb. what I told you about the Eminem song. He said, "All you need is a good beat and a four line hook." Yeah, because as soon as as soon as you start hearing that song, you're like, "Ooh, never gonna give you up." Same with the see. I never liked "Who Let the Dogs Out" by Baja Men. Yeah, I thought I always thought that song was stupid. Even when I was a little kid, I'm like, "This song is so dumb," but it's kind of catchy. Um, and I'll even like scream it at work sometimes. I'll just be like fucking driving my forklift. I'm like, who let the dogs out? Who, 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 who? And people were, like get annoyed by it. So that's what I think why I do it so much though, because people get annoyed by it. Well, uh, one of the things that Eminem was making fun of, like if you can think back to like early 2000s, uh, saying all you need is a four line hook and a good beat, and people are gonna go crazy over it. But like he was talking about songs like uh, do the uh, do the stinky leg. Do the stinky leg, shake your tail feather. Uh, There's a lot of songs that were just popular, and all they were were like a good beat, and then the chorus was just like, "Do the stinky leg, do the stinky leg, do." That was that was it. Where's <laughs> there ain't no meaning in that. It was just I people mean, on the dance floor. I guess it's like <clears throat> it was amazing. I'm a big fan of Schoolboy Q. Okay, but Schoolboy Q isn't a good rapper. No. But his flow is really good. His beats are really catchy. And that's what it is. 
That's how... Um, like, you look at the song Color Greens with Kendrick Lamar. Yeah. Like, that song is so fucking catchy. But yeah. it's not like he's doing anything. He's not impressing with, like, his rap verses or anything. It's like Fred Durst. I mean, he can't rap at all. I mean, just one of those days when you don't want to wake up. Just, I mean, go and listen to um, uh, Chocolate Starfish. He does... He has a lot of featured rappers on there. Like he he raps with Exhibit. He has Red Man, Did Method ex- Man, fucking DMX. We've talked and- about this before, but apparently Exhibit's actually is like six or seven solo albums. Yeah. Even though even mind. though you're like he's on 2001, he's on Chocolate Starfish. What the fuck else has he ever done? Yeah. Well, he's had like seven albums. Yeah, but I've never heard them. So. I mean, same goes for I don't know if you ever listen to Chief Keef. Oh, I uh, love Chief Keef. He can't rap for shit, and he sounds like he's got shit in his mouth when he's talking. Well, even Waka Flocka, I fucking love Waka. Yeah. But they've been for like, Waka, do you think you're the best rapper ever? He's like, nah, I'm man. Hype I'm man. just about the hype. And I'm like, you're 100% correct. Yeah. Like Old Dirty Bastard and Wu-Tang Clan. Old Dirty Bastard was only for the hype. Yeah. Although he did have some fucking burners with like, uh, where's my money? Shit like that. Yeah. Uh, Cream. Oh, yeah, Cream. Yeah, that was a good one. Cream, get the money. Dollar, dollar bill, y'all. Cash rules everything around me. Uh, Shimmy, Shimmy, Yaw. Shimmy, Shimmy, Yaw was really good. That was an amazing song. Shimmy, Shimmy, Yaw, Shimmy, Yeah, Shimmy, Yay. Give me the mic so I can take it away. Like, I still play that shit. I mean, this is off the topic of One Hit Wonders, but who's the fucking best member of Wu-Tang Clan? I don't know. I really like ODB. I like ODB too, but I wouldn't say he's the best member. For me, it's between the RZA and Method Man. I don't know. I kind of feel like Method Man. Method Man was probably the best rapper, but RZA's such a good producer. RZA's such a good producer, and he's a really good rapper too. Yeah. But you said best member, and they're rappers. Right, but it was the same thing with, like, if you ask me, like, hey, what's the best part of the chronic, the, the chronic by Dr. Dre? I'd be like, well, it's not Dr. Dre. It's actually <laughs> the dog pound. So It's definitely the beats. Well, I mean, I mean, Dr. Dre did a really good job with producing that, but the dog pound is so much fun on that album. Yeah. It was like, uh, I don't know, on, on the other end of the spectrum, they're like, you know, hey, what, what was the best part of D12? Eminem. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, did they really have a lot of hits? I feel like Eminem, once he branched off, he brought him back and got him real popular. Because I never heard of the Dirty Dozen until Eminem's album. Or even like the Outlaws. You never heard of anything about the Outlaws except for with Tupac. That was yeah. it. Hmm. And this hmm. is turning into rap. We need to go back. We need to we need to go back to what we were talking about originally. Well, there's there, there's definitely rap one hit wonders. Yeah, I just said like earlier. I said Shamillionaire. Uh, he had Riding Dirty. Yeah, I mean, I guess we were trying just to talking about Riding Dirty, uh, Stinky Leg, and then uh, who did um, Still Fly? I don't know. Uh, you have to sing me that song. What? Still Fly. Who did Still Fly? I have no idea. Do you know what song I'm talking about? No, I don't. Come on. Uh, fucking uh, Devil Wears Prada covered it. I know, Doc. You don't do with the Gucci suits. I don't know the fucking lyrics. I feel like that was a good rap one-hit wonder. I didn't really see a lot 
after oh, that. Oh, Soldier Boy. Oh yeah, and, for sure. Uh, uh, big timers, big timers can still fly. I don't remember if I've ever talked about on this podcast before, but I actually saw an interview with Soldier Boy where he he got huge because he would upload his music to LimeWire, but he wouldn't put like Soldier Boy crank that. He put like Britney Spears' new song. Oh yeah, I do believe you've talked about I th- it. Yeah, so and I'm like, that's genius. Like for an 18 year old kid to be like, hey, I want to get my music out there. Let me just put this on LimeWire as like Britney Spears' new song or like NSYNC new song or Eminem's new song, and and tag it like that so people will download it and listen to it, and they would just be like, hey, who's this Soldier Boy? This shit cranks like you know. I feel like people who were looking up NSYNC and Backstreet Boys though would probably be like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? That's yeah, not what they were looking but, for. But that was like one of the things that was like. NSYNC, Backstreet Boys, Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera. 2004, those are all huge. Those are probably like the most searched for things on LimeWire. So you're just going to download it and be like, yeah, I'm going to download this song. And then like you hear it and you might like it and be like, whoa, what's this? It's a 50-50 shot then. Yeah. But it's better than just being like, let me upload my shit as Soulja Boy crank that because no one's going to be searching for that. Nobody. So you're, you're going for like what everyone's searching for. I want to so, do something right now. We've never done before. I just want to see how it'll, how it'll turn out. Let's see here. Let's see. Let's see how this goes. Are you Snapchatting? No. What are you doing? Hello? Hey, can you hear me? Maybe Maybe you're just really low. Oh, there you go. Yeah, go ahead, talk again. I can okay. hear you. Yeah, what's up? Hey, uh, oh, good. we're live right now on the Extraordinary Expletive, and uh, we're talking about one-hit oh, wonders. Me. Yeah, what about it? Uh, I wanted to get your take, because Kenny and I are kind of kind of dwindling down here, and uh, you know, you got your, your gray hair knowledge. Figure you might have some good ones that maybe we missed. Uh, is this like all genres? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were actually just talking about like rap one hit wonders just now, and uh, kind of started trailing off there. Oh, uh, did you get Ice Ice Baby? Yeah, we already did that one. Yeah. Uh, okay. Like we've determined, uh, a lot of the one hit uh, wonders that we can think of are like from the '80s to '90s. Catchy Latin pop songs. Yeah. <laughs> did you get Tommy Two Tone? No. Eight six seven five three zero nine. Oh yeah. Oh geez. I didn't know that was Tommy Two Tone. Yeah, I don't even. I didn't even yeah. know that was who it was by. See, that's why I said earlier though. Like, I don't. I don't know a lot of these ones. Where I'm like, I uh, this is somebody else. I always thought that was like Eddie Money. Yeah. Wow. That's weird. No. Sorry. Ladies and gentlemen, this is uh this is Greg the Bunny, Greg the Bunny Hamilton. He uh he also has quite quite the musical knowledge and uh. I don't know. He just sent me a message, so I figured I'd call him and see what he's doing. <laughs> How about some really old ones? Like, go back to, like, Rita Coolidge, you know? Didn't she do a, a James Bond song? Like, uh, what was it? Uh, the theme song for Octopussy? I think that was a one-hit wonder. Uh, there was there was the, the, um, the Banana Boat song, too, which is, like, a one-hit wonder. Yeah. I guess I didn't think about like theme songs and jingles. Well, the Banana Boat song isn't like a theme song or a jingle, but it's just it was made famous in Beetlejuice. That's all. Oh. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I was thinking like yeah, yeah, uh, O'Reilly's. 
auto parts. You know, like everybody knows that. But it didn't hit in any Billboard charts. Well, yeah, because that song sucks and fuck O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs> and it's on every commercial. I'm sure you guys are listening right now and just thinking of it in your head because I know I am. Yeah, I don't know. We 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 touch what base. About, uh, Go ahead. What about like hair metal? There was a lot of bands, you know, in the '80s, glam bands, the hair metal and shit like that. Yeah, that's. I mean, we we touched a little bit on that. Like I was talking about um, scorpions, the scorpions, like uh, winds of change, and I guess um, Rocky like a hurricane was probably their only hit. I remember winds of change being on like uh, monster ballads album where it was just like a bunch of 80s hair metals playing like love songs, you know? Yeah. How about Rat, Round and Round? Yeah. Or even uh, Riot. Quiet Riot? Uh, Quiet Riot. Yeah. Twisted Sister, Quiet Riot. Well, although Quiet Riot had a bunch of hits in the 80s. The only one I can think of is uh, We Didn't Start the Fire. That's not fucking Quiet Riot. Oh yeah, 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 you're right. <laughs> I guess I'm an idiot. Stupid piece. I'm thinking of a. <laughs> oh fuck. Oh, that's the fucking Billy Joel song. Yeah, yeah, I'm retarded. I'm sorry. What? Uh, I used to have a mixtape that. Uh, used to have a hit clip. Yeah, I used to have a hit clip that had uh, "Quiet Right" on it with the Billy Joel song. What was the "Quiet Right" song? Come on, help me out here. Uh, come on, feel the noise. Uh, yeah, come yeah. on, feel the noise. That's what I'm thinking of. That was about it for them, though. That's all I can think of by them. And what was that? Mama, we're all crazy now. What about White what about State? White Lion. Didn't they have uh, White that, Lion. Uh, When the Children Cry or something yeah. like that? Yeah, When the Children Cry. That was on Monster Ballads as well. And, yeah, that was really slow. For, for hair metal, though, that wasn't very metal. I mean, hair metal sucks. That's why we didn't cover it. So yeah, Bunny Sorry. really enjoys hair metal. No, he just loves Faith no more. Yeah, I do. I do. They they actually uh, they have like a three hit wonder. I think Faith no more. Faith no like, more has you know, like two. For all the music they put out, like nobody knows anything about them. It's crazy. And look at all the uh, genres and bands that they inspired. I mean, if you want to go dig deep, they might be the original new metal band. I don't think they're the original new metal band, but I, I would give them like credit for giving inspiration to it. Because yeah, we, we touched yeah. on that. We said a lot of bands came out like they're like, oh yeah, I really enjoyed Faith No More. Uh, yeah, like Korn was a big one. Yeah, that's weird, you know, <laughs> especially for the genre that it was. And then what it turned into? Yeah, monkeys like, oh, like well, monkeys like really I learned. To, I, monkey was like I learned how to play bass because I wasn't to faith no more. And I'm like, why? What what inspired you? But then like he he pointed out a bunch of stuff off of Angel Dust, and I'm like, oh wow, that's I see where you want to play that now. Yeah, it's weird. And I really like Faith No More too, even though the last album like Soul Invictus was like really good. Yeah, it was decent. You know, they might be coming up with new material. I don't know. I was checking out their website just earlier this afternoon, and there's a countdown on it. It was at, like, 46 hours when I checked it. I don't know what that means, but, uh, you know. It'll probably like Led Zeppelin when they're like, hey, we're not coming out with a new album, or we're not getting back together, but here's a fucking live album compilation from 30 years ago. 
<laughs> like Marilyn Manson's uh, greatest hits. Yeah. But none of them were ever actually hits. Just like his good songs. Well, that's what I was saying albums. earlier about Real Big Fish. Like, their greatest hits album was called Our Greatest Hit and More. Because they only had one they had hit any... song. You don't think The Beautiful People was their greatest hit? No, The Beautiful People was a fucking... Oh, yeah. It was a jammer. We're... Kenny's Kenny's specifically saying uh, shit that hit the billboard. And I don't think any of his shit really... Did it really hit the billboard 100? Really? Uh, the beautiful people. The beautiful people did, and then his cover of uh, "Sweet Dreams" did. Oh. But I don't think anything what after about that. Dope sh- what about "Dope Show"? I don't think that hit the charts. But that was on his uh, his greatest Marilyn Manson's greatest hits or whatever. He just came out with a with a new song, I do believe. I know he's also going on tour. With By Oz the way, now. how was it that, like, in 2001, without any internet, every, every, like, high school kid in America knew that Marilyn Manson had a rubber room to suck his own dick? The bottom two, yeah. I don't know. I didn't know, I didn't know that. I heard that he sucked his uh, guitarist dick. Well, he, he right. said he sucked his guitarist dick. But there was always this rumor going around, without the internet, that... Marilyn Manson had his bottom two ribs removed so he could suck his own dick on stage. I remember that specifically in, like, seventh grade. Yeah, and how? Because there wasn't any fucking internet. Like, your internet was like, yeah, I'm going to connect, and no one can use a phone, and we have to sit here for, like, 20 minutes for shit to get done. Yeah. I don't know. I don't even think that I, that's true. I don't think that's a true rumor. It's not true. No. <laughs> he, he never had his ribs removed, but yet every fucking 14-year-old kid knew that in 2003. I actually just shared a meme last week, and it was Marilyn Manson in front of a podium. And there was like, it's an anatomy class, and they had the bottom two ribs highlighted. And it was Marilyn <laughs> Manson pointing to it, and he just said, you don't need them. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good. All right, Bunny. You got any, you got you got any other good ones for us? Um, I don't know. How about uh, Tumbawamba? How about Low Fidelity All Stars Battle Flag? That was a one-hit wonder, basically. I don't even know that one. Yeah, I don't know that one either. Oh, sorry. Was that, was that like eighties? No, um, it was nineties, I think. Can you think 90s, of any 2000s. any good any good one hit wonders from the two thousands? I get knocked down, but I get up again. You say you're never gonna keep me down. That was Chum- that, that, yeah, that, that was the nineties. I already said Chumbawamba. Um, how about that one song from Fuel? That uh... the one where she calls it from the cold. Was that Thunder? Shiver. Oh, Shiver. Sliver. What the fuck was it called? I think it was Sliver. Silver? I don't know. What about that uh, silver chair? That That was 2000s. No, silver chair came out in like 97, 96, 97. Oh, really? The thing with silver chair, though, was they were like 15 years old when they came out with that. Which is retarded. Yeah, because that was played on Rock 104 all the time. Yeah, because, but I mean, you hear that song, and that's a 15-year-old kid singing that. Really? Yeah. Crazy Town. Did they have anything besides 
No, they didn't. No, yeah, butterfly, butterfly was huge. That was come, huge. my lady, come, come, my lady. I actually bought that album. Why? Because <laughs> butterfly was cool. <laughs> I found a lot of neat shit on there. Uh, KRX One actually like did a song for them on that album, and he's a pretty big uh, EDM guy. Bands that have lots of albums, but they only have like one hit on the radio, would that be considered a one hit wonder? Yeah, yeah, yeah because we would were. Would you talk about, like, uh, what's the girl's name? Like, Def, like Deftones had change because it was in that one movie. Yeah, but Deftones had uh, change, and then they also had, um, they got a lot of, uh, they, even their last album got a lot of radio play. My Own Summer is. My Own big. Summer got a lot of radio play. Um, Phantom Bride, which yeah, featured Jerry it, Cantrell, had a lot of radio play. Yeah, but are you talking XM radio or FM? No, FM radio. Even like Be Quiet Be Quiet and Drive was like a hit song for them. They they even did like an acoustic version of it. Yeah. Kenny's a big Deftones fan, so you're uh, touching a, yeah, I a know, strong chord here. <laughs> Calling Deftones a one-hit wonder. He, you should have seen his face. He was upset. They weren't a one-hit wonder. Well, no, but, like, I'm just saying, uh, well, that wouldn't be 2000s anyways. No, Change the House of... What about Dope? Change the House of... Dope, Die Motherfucker Die. That was basically a one-hit wonder that never got radio. I thought that was a Fag Finger Dick Punch song. There you go. They had uh, a bunch of songs that... that's, That's radio metal at its finest, I think. Isn't it? Yeah, but I mean, right now they're they're pretty big for the radio metal thing. Yeah, they're like the they're like the biggest metal <laughs> band on the planet for some goddamn reason. I don't know why because they're not very good. White Knuckles was awesome when it came out, but then they just went to everything else. They're like, hey, have you guys served in the military? Because we support you. Welcome to our our show. The thing with with Five Finger Death Punch is like when they first came out, I'm like, man, this band's pretty cool. Like, I like them. But then every song was literally the same exact thing for fucking five albums. And we we've talked about that a bunch of times. What, what do you say? Uh, I had a bad Jake, day. Jake, Jake Zager pointed out. He said that all their songs, I've movies like, I had a bad day and my day was not good. I'm sad. I'm like, yeah, you're. Pretty much right. That's exactly how it was. That's on point. Yeah. But um, it's it's, red? it's popular. Red. Yeah, Fake like machine. The, that was basically their only hit. Like the Christian band. I don't know the fucking. The, I just remember the album cover. It was like all red and had like a little face, kind of in the shadows. Uh, I don't know what that noise is. I think we fucked something up here. Oh, there we go. It's gone. So I think there's a short in this headset now. Uh-oh. Yeah, Red had... Um, Red had Breathe Into Me, didn't they? Is there two bands named Red? I, I'm not... I'm talking about that, that like, uh, they're kind of like industrial fucking... Lead singer kind of looked like uh, the guy from Disturbed. I can't remember. 
No, they're from Linesville. I'm pretty certain we're talking about the same people. Yeah, they had the ba- uh, they had the song "Breathe Into Me," and yeah, they're a Christian rock group. Oh. Believe it or not. Oh. Wasn't that Evanescence? No. 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 Skillet. Skillet. Also another Christian. Skillet rock group. had like two hit songs though, because they they hit them back to back. They had Monster, and then they had um. There was another one they had. Yeah, that uh, that one with the chick singing in the background. Can't remember. Uh, fuck. I don't know, man. All right. Well, I'm thinking. Greg, we should actually have you on one day. I think that'd be that'd be fun. That would be a good time. Yeah, have you show up on a Let's... Sunday? You should pick a topic and then uh. We can do next Sunday. Yeah. I mean, if you're free next Sunday, we can do some uh, some Bunny 101. That's what we'll call the episode. That sounds good. Okay. We can do that. All right, man. Well, we're going to let you go because we're going to get ready to uh, right. close things off here. But uh, thanks for answering. I don't know. This is the first time I ever did this. I was like, you know, Kenny, I'm going to see how this goes. It's cool. Yeah, no problem. Hey, good luck tomorrow. All right. Hey, thank you, man. I appreciate you. Appreciate Appreciate that. All right, man. Later on. Later. Greg the Bunny, everybody. Greg the Bunny, indeed. Faith in we're riding, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> he he does know a lot about music. He's he one, does, one no. person that I will call, and we'll just talk about music. And it's just weird because or... he knows like random shit too. Yeah, you're like yeah, I like this. I heard this jazz song from the '40s. He's like, oh yeah. Do you mean uh, Coltrane? You're like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Tommy Lee Jones. Uh, his dad used to play in that band. And you're like, what? <laughs> okay. Well, that's different. I just know useless music stuff, so like, you know. But it is pretty useful. It's only useful whenever like you want to like no rent. Like the other <laughs> day at work, it's only I, useful on a podcast. <laughs> the other day at work, I like went to Derek Warner and I was like, I was like, Warner, for the record, did you know the most played song at the Middlesex Tavern is Copperhead Road? And by the way, the most useless fact you're gonna know today is that. The leads the the guy who wrote Mambo Number Five was fucking born in Munich, Germany, and he's German as fuck. He's like, "Why did you tell me that?" I'm like, "Because you needed to know." And I just drove away. Derek's like, "I can't hear you over all of my acoustic music." What? It's a, that's a good person too. He uh. DW, I love yeah. some DW. We should bring him on for an emo replay. Oh, he needs to wear his mascara. Hmm. And uh, I actually bought him uh, black jelly bracelets for his birthday one year. <laughs> really? Yeah. I bought him a 20-pack. Do you remember the fucking bracelets used to be like, shaped like animals and shit? Yeah. What were they? Those are still a thing. They are? Yeah. I just seen them um, at fucking uh, at Dunham's. What were they, what were they called? <sighs> Something bands. Oh, I don't remember now. Those were cool, though. He's... Trading card to a new level kind of deal. Like, hey, man, I have this rubber band shaped like a giraffe, and I'd be really willing to trade you for your rubber band that's shaped, shaped like, like a, a T-Rex. Tra- yeah. <laughs> like a T-Rex. <laughs> oh, we both said the same shit. That's exciting. Oh, man. So what one hit wonders do you guys like? Which ones do you um, think about? Which ones take you back to a time in your life? We already said on here, Vitamin C's, Graduation Song, Weedus' Teenage Dirt Bag. So which ones do you guys like? Which ones do you guys 
um, listen to to throw you back for a while. Yeah, it's it, it's like a time warp, you know. It's like listening to ninety eight nine time warp weekend. You know, everybody has a certain song that we'll just throw on. And like, yeah, this was it. This was it. Yeah, I mean, um, there's a station out of Canton one hundred two. They're ninety two five, but they always do like nineties weekend. I'm like, fuck yeah. <laughs> and it's not even their one hit wonders because they play like a lot of like Third Eye Blind and Lance More Set and shit like that. Which, by the way, I just bought Jagged Little Pill came in the mail yesterday. Amazing. Excited about. Have it. you listened to uh, the bonus track on that album? No. Um, if you skip to the last the last track, I think track eleven, track twelve, uh, you let it play through. Uh, she sings an acapella song at the very end of that. Um, where she just talks about sneaking into her boyfriend's house, whom she broke up with, and uh, she's obsessed with him, and she like takes his CDs and puts him in a CD player, and takes his uh, cologne and sprays it on herself, and then she like puts on his T-shirt and just lays in his bed, and then like she wakes or like falls asleep maybe for a couple minutes, and she wakes up and goes and finds this letter on his desk and it was written from some other girl. She's like, it wasn't my handwriting. And then the chorus replays, but it changes. And now she's laying in his bed, like crying. No, I haven't it's, listened to that one. It's really good. It's weird though. <clears throat> you should, uh, you should check it out. No, I haven't actually listened to that. Um, I haven't actually got through the whole way through the album yet. Like I listened to like the first five songs. So I just remember, um, the first bonus track I remember was, uh, stained on dysfunction the last song i remember it was weird because i didn't know there was a bonus track so like i downloaded the album on itunes and i'm like why is the last track fucking 34 minutes long and then like i just play it through and then there's like this acoustic shit at the end i think that's amazing um that was one big thing with cds like bonus tracks well even even like vinyl is like you're just like okay we're just gonna leave it on and then you have to leave it on for 30 you don't know it's on there it's just like yeah you really don't um because if you actually look at the album itself it'll tell you the last tracks like you know four minutes long or something but then you let it play and like you said it's like 34 minutes like i i remember discovering um afi on sing the sorrow uh they have a, a bonus track called This Time in Perfect. And it was like 28 minutes into the last track. And it's amazing. I was like, oh my God. Like I was just laying there on my bedroom floor one day. I was like 16 years old. And bam, there it was. I was like, what the fuck? And like, you know, that was one of the first songs I ever like harmonized to and like sang with really well. You know, I was like, whoa, dude. This is, a, this is great. I like this. All right, ladies and gentlemen, so thank you for tuning in. We're sorry we've been gone so long. Uh, we're going to try and produce more content more frequently, I guess. But Yeah. Uh, I just want to pre-warn you. There may be times when we do stuff every other week rather than every week just because uh, right now we're coming up on the holiday season. Um, so everybody just, you know, we, we, we all have stuff to do, and we're not – Asking you guys to like, hey, Christmas Eve, here we are. Come check us out. But if we make a Christmas Eve episode and you're listening, we appreciate you. By the way, appreciate, appreciate. Yeah, By the way, <laughs> uh, if you do not have a gift for anyone yet, be sure to order some extraordinary exclusive merchandise. We have t-shirts. They come in black and purple. Just 
message me or Josh will have them. Josh is wearing his right now. Chris Eaton's out there somewhere wearing his fucking spanking on it or some shit. I don't know what he's doing. But we will have these t-shirts available for the holiday season for you to order. So be sure to get on that. And uh, thank you again for listening. If you want us to talk about anything, go ahead and message us. Uh, we're, we are more than open to. If you are a band and you want to be featured, message us. We will get you featured on here. It's a great time. You can ask uh, Dave Busco. You can ask Chris Eaton. You can ask Plinko. It is a fantastic time to be on our podcast because we're really fucking fun. Yeah, and that's what we want to do. We want to have fun, and then we also want other people to see your music. Uh, that's what we want to do. We want to breathe life back into our local music scene because there's a lot of people out there right now the safest ledge please come on yeah please um coming up here in the future we do have a couple of people planned um if you guys are into edm music you guys uh should be in store here soon for our episode with uh atticus um our buddy adam jones um he does his own covers and remixes he, and he's really good actually i I, I've been to a couple of his shows, and uh, this guy fucking bangs, man. So we will see what we can do with like sound quality-wise, because who knows, man. We might blow some speakers that night. But uh, also, coming up soon, too, we have uh, Mr. Doc Blackwell, which is uh, Brandon Blackwell. Um, and this is pretty cool. Uh, I haven't talked to you about it yet, but uh, he is a R&B slash soul singer. And um, worked with a guy, known him for quite a few years, and this guy has the voice of an angel. So... Please tune in soon. Uh, we'll be having those guys on. But um, And apparently Greg the Mighty is going to be on here next week, so we're going to talk some shit. Yeah, if he's not here next week, you know it'll be it'll be happening soon. But yes, please prepare, prepare yourselves for some shit talking. Because, we should have him and John on just fucking... Yeah. Uh, you know what? Fuck you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it'll be good. It'll be good, man. I appreciate it. Uh, appreciate it. All right, guys. Uh, tune in next week. We'll see you soon. Love y'all.